0: 3.2 seconds remaining. Artest looking. Gets it to Bryant. Bryant dribbling. Has to put it up with the buzzer. Banks it in. Ha ha! He banks in the three! And the Lakers win the game! It is Wednesday, January 29th, two thousand and twenty. You are listening to The J. Simp Show. I'm your host, The J. Simp. Uh, today we're going to title this episode, Kobe Bryant Part 1. Because there is a great chance that things are left out. Or things there's there could be more to talk about uh, following this particular episode. Um, this will be a commercial free episode. No ads. There's no no need for that. Um over the weekend on Sunday, the twenty-sixth, January twenty-sixth, twenty twenty, uh we lost a legend, Kobe Bryant, in a tragic helicopter accident in California. Um and unfortunately You know, Kobe had, you know, several passengers with him. One of them being his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna. Uh, There's also two other families that are, that were affected by this tragedy. Um, in that, in that helicopter accident. (coughs) Several of, at least two of Gianna's, uh, contemporaries or other girls that are her age, um, also, we're on that helicopter and one one of the girls had both of her parents on the on the helicopter. And uh, we're going to just go through different aspects of this particular tragedy uh, and other thoughts on my experience with kobe bryant and why it is important to me um uh, this is different this is this is very very different uh, you know my mom t- my mom always talked about like john lennon when he died that was a big deal to her or even elvis i suppose Uh and uh and in my mom's generation they also she was a kind of a kid maybe 10 or so whenever uh 9 or 10 when John F. Kennedy the, was the president of the United States, and he was assassinated. So, but I think for our generation, uh, uh, I, this is this is up there. I don't know that we've been through anything of this nature because I don't know. Like I said, everybody's everybody's going through this a little different than the next person. Probably, this probably means more to some people and less to others. And maybe, maybe, yeah, I'm sure. If you're listening to this episode of the J Simp show, then Kobe Bryant probably meant something to you. Uh, because if you're if, if 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 you meant if Kobe Bryant meant absolutely nothing to you, uh you probably wouldn't have took the time to even click into this this particular podcast. Uh I I'll apologize up front. Um I'll probably ramble very, very randomly throughout this. I'll try to keep it somewhat formatted and try to make it flow and make sense. But it's just, there's just so much to get to. That's why we're calling this Kobe Bryant part one. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go through, I guess, how, how I found out about it. Uh, I'll go through how I reacted to it. Just and, and 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 trust me, the re, the reaction process is is still an ongoing thing, and it, I know that I know for sure by talking to others, you know my peers and the, my work, etc., uh, I'm not the only one that's struggling to process this. That's maybe why I was gonna try to get something out. You know, I want to do this. I'm I'm not trying to capitalize on Kobe Bryant or anything like that. I want to do this as a tribute or a memory to Kobe Bryant. Um because this is he deserves it. He's a legend. He does mean something to me. Uh I think he meant something to a lot of us and even if even if that wasn't the case, I think many many of us can relate to uh uh, you know his 13-year-old child was with him and and I, if any of us have children which i do specifically daughters which i do specifically 13 years old which i do this uh this particular event uh can have an impact on you in a spe- in a cer- certain way Uh, I may be stuttering a little, that's okay, I'm not really, I'm not concerned this, this time, uh, I think I'll be able to get through this episode without crying or tearing up or anything, maybe, uh, but, but trust me, that certainly has not been the case, uh, the last few days, necessarily. And and I'm okay with that. You can think what you want of that. If well, oh, I'm crying over a grown man. I don't even know. Maybe I am, and I think maybe yeah. I'm pretty sure that I am, or I have been. And but 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 every time I see his daughter, uh, photo or you know any of the videos of them together, that's pretty tough. That's that's really tough to take. I'm sorry, but it's it that's just a real tough thing. Uh, I'm gonna, at this point, this has been, uh, I guess what we'll call the, the opening of this episode, the Kobe Bryant part one episode of the Jay Simp show, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm gonna take a slight pause to collect, uh, where I want to go next with this, So um, I guess after this pause, thanks for the intro, all that, we'll go ahead and talk about, <clears throat> How the how I got the news and all of that. Thanks for listening, y'all. I'll be right back with you. Alright, so it was about 120 or so in the afternoon on Sunday. I really couldn't tell you if I had been up for a while or if I was just getting up. I know that for a fact that I was laying here on my couch and just I had my phone in my hand. You know, and whatever's on TV in the background, who knows? That's about what I do. Just look at my DraftKings on my phone while the TV just talks. But uh and I get a text from a buddy from work, Mike, and he tells me Kobe Kobe died. Uh I text back what he texts me, Kobe Bryant died, helicopter crash, and I'm just like, wow, and I told him, like, I can't move, like, it's, like, it took a few minutes to even process that as a realistic possibility, um, uh, you know, when I seen him, Mike, the guy from work that texted me that, like, just today at work or whatever, I was like, "Man, you were the one that broke that to me," but like it seemed like I didn't respond to you right off the bat, but according to my phone, I responded immediately with the wow and the what or whatever, like the what and wow. And I just I don't even remember doing that because I couldn't believe what I was hearing. And then, you know, when you when you do the first little the, the like the Google search or whatever you do to see is this is there any legitimacy to this? claim, because there just cannot be, this cannot be a legitimate thing, this can't be real, this is not real, and then the only thing I could pull up was a TMZ article, so now, I'm a little disgusted with TMZ, but whatever, Uh, I'm not just going to take TMZ's word for it right off the bat when they're the only source claiming this. Because who knows? They could have got hacked. They could have been anything. We're like, and, and your you, you, at this point, you got to hold out some type of hope. Like this can't be a real thing. So, uh, you know, within twenty minutes or so, though, then everybody started kind of covering it between like CBS, NBC, ESPN, etc. So, I, uh, that's how I found out about. The situation with Kobe passing away in a helicopter. Um, you know, and then, of course, for the rest of the day, that's all. You just got to know more and more. Like, you got to keep your eyes on. Let's, let's see, is this real? Like, how is this real? Like, this. what else? Like, what, what else can we know about this? And then you get the rumors that Rick Fox is. Was with them. And then you get the. I had heard at one point. That all four of his kids were with him. And that was ridiculously crazy to think about. It's crazy enough the way that it is. That would have been just. Absolutely. Not that this isn't devastating in itself. Because it is. But if all four of his kids were with him. That would have been just. Next level. Tragic. So. You know, and then the kind of how you hear me now, kind of with, ai I'm, I'm kind of at a loss for words is kind of how, like, like it was at that point. Um, so, you know, and I, you know, I'm immediately thinking of, of my buddy, Terry, who is the biggest Kobe fan I've ever known. And, and we had plenty of time of back and forth LeBron and Kobe debates over the, over the years, more specific, like in real heated up between like 2008 and, you know, 2011, 12. It, it was, you know, and then that was, we had good and good, such a good time with that, that we traveled all the way across the country to Cleveland to watch Kobe <laughs> and LeBron play, which is a thing that I am think will. Especially now that I got the opportunity to do, uh, I, I got to see Kobe Bryant play. He didn't play his greatest game that day, but he had his Mamba moments for sure. Um, and I got to do with my best friend Terry, who is the biggest Kobe fan I know. So, what I'm getting at though is that's that's like what the first thing I'm thinking is like, kind of kind of takes me back to how. Like, so, so like maybe I'll feel how I want to feel about it. First of all, the whole Kobe thing, but like somebody might be out there and be like, well, you you know, you weren't a Kobe fan. You were always going against Kobe. Why, why do you care about this? Are you kidding me? Do you know how much enjoyment I got out of cheering against Kobe all those years? Yeah, I may not have been cheering for him, but I damn sure was watching him. I damn sure went all the way across the country in a car in a pontiac grand prix to see kobe ryan play yes i did go see lebron but i didn't go see lebron play kevin durant and i didn't go see lebron play you know uh chris paul or somebody i went to see kobe and lebron go head to head so but but so what i'm thinking is like even even in the scenario where Maybe I'm not supposed to care because I wasn't a Kobe fan necessarily, or whatever. Even in that case, I got to It hurts me for the other people that it, that it will hurt that I know that are my friends. It, it remind. It's kind of like it reminds me of when my boy Serge uh, lost his brother in 2014. Uh, I sat on my fucking couch and I fucking cried my eyes out all night. And I barely knew Chef, but I knew Surge, and I knew Surge was fucking hurt, and that hurts me knowing that somebody that I care about is hurt. So, uh, me and Terry have definitely talked. Uh, I think I, 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 you know, we've we've talked plenty, and we as we always have, and I still think I think he's going through a level of processing right now as well because this is different, man, this is, this is so different, like, oh my goodness, and like I said, I'll be rambling, so I don't even know if I'm keeping this formatted at all, but one thing definitely that comes to mind for me specifically is like, this made me, like, believe in God again, kind of, because now some people will probably be like, That's weird. Something tragic happens and it makes you believe in God. Well, the the thing is, Kobe Bryant, he's not done. You know what I mean? Like, this happened for a reason. Kobe Bryant is not actually dead. He has moved on to do other things because his work here was so great that he completed it early. That's how we can look at this. If you want to look at it in a positive manner. Uh, another thing that it, that it, it's, it's, it's going to change me going forward. And it already has is, uh, I've been texting my daughters nonstop. I have a 13 year old and a 12 year old. So I've been texting them nonstop. Just, I gotta know everything, everything going on. Like how was school, you know, what did you learn? And one of my daughters is real quick, and texts me back real quick, Another other one's kind of, I don't know what she does, she says her phone's on silent, but I'm just like, you're just not checking your phone, we gotta, we gotta get some more communication going, but either way, uh, that's something that I'm gonna make a way more priority than ever before, is talking all the time, nonstop, with my children, because... This just this hit this hits me a different way, especially when when Kobe and his thirteen year old daughter, you know, pass away tragically like this. Um, you know, like I said, I'll be rambling, so that's that's I wanted to get those things out. Uh, I guess as far as just uh, like Kobe experience, like I definitely remember, like I said. I would would text Terry before every Lakers game back in 08, 09, 2010, etc. I'd tell him, Lakers gonna lose. Then I would later on, in the evening, if Kobe and them, Lakers was gonna be on TNT or ESPN or something, I always say, Kobe on. Like, all one word, Kobe on. Kobe on. Just cause Kobe was on. Like, And Lakers going to lose Kobe on Lakers going to lose because it meant like, I'm sorry, but it was must see TV, the whole Lakers environment. Plus having that particular player knowing damn well, if it's a close game in the fourth quarter, you're going to want your eyes on, on what Kobe Bryant (laughs) has to say about the conclusion to that game. Uh, And yeah, uh, I wasn't really a f- particular fan when they won in, against Orlando and then against Boston, but I, I did watch it. I did watch it, and and it sucked. But how could you have it any other way? Like, <laughs> if you take those away, everything seems a little different with Kobe. Like, Kobe had to have those to get his, his val- validation, and that's what he did because he wouldn't be denied. He was the Black Mamba. So, oh my goodness. That's why uh, at the beginning of this episode you heard the the one of the buzzer beaters from the 2009 season. This is when he still only had 3 rings and he hadn't even got the one without Shaq yet. But even in December of that year, he's hitting a buzzer beater on Dwayne Wade's face. And and then he follows that up. I can't remember which order these buzzer beaters went, but he had three buzzer beaters in a month. He hit one in Sacramento, and he hit one in Milwaukee that year. I'm pretty certain that's the way that it went. And it was just all like, damn, what an asshole. This guy, he just, he just, (laughs) it it don't matter. You got time on the clock, and and giving him a chance, he's going to make the ball go in the basket as the time expires, like that was started becoming his thing. Uh Cobra Kletch, killer, killer Kobe, man. I don't even know. And then of course, uh you know, after after those two championship years, they kinda fell down a little, the Lakers did. And Kobe started running into some injuries and things. But uh never to be outdone. <laughs> uh on his last game, April of 2016, the Golden State Warriors are on ESPN. Okay, let me let me get this let me do this exactly how it was. The the Golden State Warriors are 72 and 9 and they're gonna go for their seventy third win, which will be a NBA record, because the Bulls were seventy two and ten and ninety-six. So, the last game of the season, the Warriors are on ESPN 2, while Kobe Bryant and his Lakers, who were eliminated from the playoffs, they're playing the Jazz, who were in playoff contention, but they're on ESPN. So, they got the what we'll call the preferential treatment. I think everybody gets ESPN and ESPN 2 these days, but back in the day, that could have made a difference. Maybe in the 90s, early 2000s. Not everybody might have had ESPN too, but still, going on ESPN instead of ESPN two clearly indicates what is the priority. And I'm not—I'm yeah, pretty sure the ratings were in Kobe's favor on that, even though there's a team going for an NBA record on the other channel. Well, for me, I was a break-in craps dealer at Argosy Casino, and I'm sitting on—and you know, so. I'm being pretty watched pretty close by, you know, the people who have trained me to do craps and want me to do it a specific way. Keep my eyes on the table and on the dice. But there's a TV, you know, right behind the, if you're, if you're on stick on a dice game, you can look up and see this TV. If you're on base, it's kind of tough. But I just remember that game and being on that dice crew. And then we started calling 24 Kobe dice, two, four, if a six rolled and it was six, four, two or two, four. That's Kobe Dice, 24, which was wild. And then Kobe just started going nuts that game and made the Lakers come back and win, and he scored 60, and it was just the most incredible finish anyone will ever have to any career, I think. I mean, I guess you could argue going out with a championship or something like that might do it better, but who the fuck is dropping 60 points in their last game? And it's not just like 60 meaningless points. The Lakers needed all those points in the fourth to win the game. And it was like watching fucking 2009 and 2010 all over again on that particular night in 2016. So, yeah, um, that was something I can appreciate Kobe for. Like, thank you for allowing us to have these moments and enjoy them. Even if we weren't your fan, that, I guess I was your fan that night if I'm sitting there on, calling, calling 6-4, <clears throat> or calling 2-4 dice, uh, Kobe dice, so, yeah, appreciate you, Kobe's Faux show on that, man, like, it's still, like, it's really still not real, this is still not real, uh, I have not fully processed it, I'm starting to get there, uh, you know, I let Sunday and all the news roll by and then finally when everything got quiet at the end of the night, I'm just sitting here on the same couch where I found out about Kobe dying and that's it. That's when it fucking happened. I, I, I think I ended up seeing like some video of Kobe and Gianna and just random stuff from Twitter, just scrolling Twitter and just tears just start coming out, man, like, and it happened on Monday night, too, uh, tonight it did not, I did not cry today, necessarily, but one of, one of the guys I talk basketball with, at, you know, every break at work, Jaeger, yeah, I walk up to him on the first break, second break, one of them, I was like, what's up, man, how you doing? And this dude got tears in his eyes, man. Like, because the how you doing is something I do often say. Yes, it is, but like, it, it, we knew what we meant. He knew what I meant when I said it this time. Because we're big basketball guys. We 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 chat basketball. We know what's going on in the league every day. So clearly, we care about basketball and. To say Kobe is anything but a transcendent figure, a legend, um, that will live on forever. To say he's anything but that would be inaccurate. Kobe is a legend. Uh, I guess since I'm rambling, Dewan I remember one time in 2008 playoffs. I want to say 2008, yeah, because it was before... Carmelo and them really had a chance. I think it was first round against the Nuggets. Because <laughs> I'm just caring about LeBron at that time. But uh, Dewan texts me, Kobe is a monster. After he drops like 49 or something, 48 in game one, Kobe is a monster. And Kobe was a monster. And then that reminds me of the time when, see me and Terry, we used to sit there on the phone and just chat for hours. Just LeBron's better, Kobe's better talking shit back and forth on the phone legit for hours well he had josiah i think josiah was staying with him at the time back then for a little bit and josiah jumped on the phone one time and he was like kobe bryant this was his quote he said kobe bryant is the only thing comparable to michael jordan and at that time that was the case there there's another guy now but that's not the problem or that's not what we're talking about today but but then you see i I wanted to reject that at the time especially given the fact that kobe had not won without Shaq yet and i was just like "Eh, you know okay whatever but if you look at it they got them videos on youtube where you can watch michael jordan do a move uh and it'll you know I don't know how you say it—not freeze frame, but like splice it together, to where Kobe Bryant finished Michael Jordan starts the shot, any type of way. Turn around, fake, move your foot, whatever. Michael Jordan will start the shot, and Kobe Bryant will finish the shot because it's the same goddamn shot. They're the same player, and they always were. Like, uh, look at them. Like they're the same body, same height. <laughs> They're the same freaking player, man. Like, you know, Jordan was able to... And they had the same mentality when it came down to getting that shit done. Jordan was fortunate that his team's never lost in the finals. I mean, that's that's incredible. But... I'm not saying Kobe ever wanted to lose in the finals. But the thing was, I don't think he was ever scared to. He was going to try his ass off no matter what. So that 08 finals with Boston... You know shit happens if Boston wasn't being beat that year. the fact that that Kobe went from wanting to be traded at the beginning of the year to pushing his team all the way through the west fucking playoffs and to, to, to just to line up It's like like my boy LeBron you can't you can't win the finals if you're not there, okay, so like don't be scared to show up even if you know you're outmatched, whatever. Teams put together super teams against you like Boston had that year in 08. Kobe wasn't scared to show up. Kobe showed up, did his best, uh, and fell short, of course. And they, I think they did have their opportunities in that series, but, you know, uh, that and that was the year that they had got Gasol at the trade deadline. So that helped them. And you could just, you could kind of sense the next year coming into the year that, yeah, the Lakers are going to be a huge factor here. And they were. And they won the championship. Uh, that was, 09 was the year it was supposed to be Cleveland and LA. Cleveland and LA. Kobe against LeBron. But LeBron's team fell short to the Magic. Uh, we'll say LeBron's undermanned team, uh, that was definitely outmatched by a very good Dwight Howard at the time and just we never seen a team like or that Orlando where they just they got a dominant big man and then they surrounded him with shooters all over that whole shooting shit like like it did, like it is now it wasn't the case at that time it was still a throw it in the in the post type of game so that was interesting the the fact that we never did get to see that matchup with LeBron and Kobe in the finals. We got to see them play together on Olympic teams and things like that. But we never did get that Kobe and LeBron finals, which, um, obviously, as unless we got two of those and they both won one, I don't know that I would want that. <laughs> Although, at the time, I if LeBron was going to win, I wanted it. <laughs> And, you know, uh, and then of course in t- 2010, like I said, I'm sorry that I'm rambling back and forth, but trying to keep it going in the proper order. I've already touched on 2016, and now I'm going through their championship runs. And then in 2010, uh, as defending champions, you know, definitely in the favorite in the West yet again, uh, Boston decided they wanted to throw up one last, you know. Hurrah, and Boston was good again that year, and, and, why, and the reason why, because even though Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen had, you know, n- become not quite as good as they once was, the two years prior at least, Rayjean Rondo became, he had come into his own, like he wasn't just the fucking, he wasn't the one holding them back. He was the one carrying them through. So now you got three Hall of Famers and a point guard that's fully capable of getting shit done. So the Boston wanted to fight Kobe that year and the Lakers. And in that finals, that's the game The one of them games was when Ray Allen had the just went off like game two in LA to make it a one-to-one series. It ended up to where Boston had a three to two lead coming back to LA. L.A. handled their business in Game 6. If I remember correct, I just got to throw it in. Kendrick Perkins went down that game, and Boston scored like 68 or something, I think. I want to say like 88 to 68 or something of that nature. And then, uh, of course, in Game 7, Kobe did not have the best Game 7. Kobe didn't have the best Game 7, but he'll tell you uh, that he had to hit that one shot, and he did in the fourth quarter I think he was like six out of twenty four in the game, uh, and the Lakers were down by eleven at, you know, at the end of the third, but they made that run. Kobe got his one shot in, made pl- probably several free throws as well, and then in, in in I well I would in not classic Kobe fashion, Kobe assists on the dagger to uh, to run our test, of course, but. I can't remember when Fisher hit the three that was bef- the three that was almost a dagger or would have been a dagger before our test dagger, uh, but it only split by a Rashid Wallace three. So he had Ron Test dagger become necessary again. I, th- I can't remember. If co- I think Kobe was involved in the steal to get it to Ariza, to get it to Fisher for that first dagger or something of that nature. Definitely. Kobe was involved but yeah Kobe got his fifth I uh, never did get to go back to the finals again after that but he he had a, he had got his job done the year before in 09 when he got his ring without Shaq that's, I don't want to say he wouldn't have been solidified without it but it would it, have been different but then there's the tack on the fifth shit now you're knocking on Jordan's door Anyway, that's the reason why we're calling this part one. Uh, is because I am going to take a break and re record some other stuff when I continue to think of other things. Uh, I might have a dog that needs to go out. So, might have to handle that. That's what it sounds like is going on. Um, so, I'm going to end the, the Kobe memories at this point or I'm going to. I don't I'm not going to end the Kobe memories. I'm going to put a put a pause a halt on it for now. Uh if you guys got any feedback or any questions or give me your Kobe stories. I want to read them on the air. If you know, please like you might you might spark something that I forgot like and I that's this is so therapeutic to remember Kobe stories at this point in time. Like, please, please send them in any type of way you want. You want to text me, message me, put it on the J Simp show page, whatever you want to do, please do that. Uh, Before I get out, I I did want to just say, like, and we're hearing from everybody. So, uh, you know, as far as like NBA personalities and things like that, we're, we're hopefully we're all I know I've been listening to most of it. I heard Derek Fisher talk, you know, if anybody watched that TNT special last night with uh, everybody, Shaq, Ernie, Kenny, Charles, they brought in Candace Parker. They brought in uh, Jerry West and excuse me, Dwayne Wade was on that panel also. Uh, They brought in a few others, but one of them that this just uh, stuck out to me was Reggie Miller. I think it was Reggie Miller. A lot of what Reggie Miller was saying was so real, but I can't remember if it was him or is a lot of, if you guys want to watch what Derek Fisher said, his like a 17 minute video that I I believe it was ran through ESPN though. He had some so important things to say. I think it was Reggie Miller uh, that said, grieve how you want, you know, like you're not wrong in any way, however you feel about this. Uh, like, if you want to cry, fucking cry, if you want to not cry, don't fucking cry if you want to watch old videos, watch the old videos, if you want to get with your friends, get with your friends, I actually kind of recommend that that's for me though, like, 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 if you want to if you're the type of person who needs to grieve alone, do that Uh, that's just, you know, uh I, if it, if it's real hard on you, I, I I suggest being around people that you can share stuff with, and uh, and that's that's why this is so weird because you probably look like who the fuck are you Jeff like Jason whatever the fuck you want to call me at this point, uh, who are you to have the Kobe stories? You never met him. What the fuck? You're right. I did not meet him, but. It just, it it feels like, does it not feel like Kobe's a part of our life? If you're anybody that's in the same age range as me, uh, I can't remember, one of them them guys on there said, it was Shaq, people, you know, Kobe touched people from that are five years old, all the way to 70 years old, like, Kobe's a part of our life, he's part of American fabric, he's part of basketball fabric he's an icon, he's a legend, uh, he will not be forgotten, uh, which, he won't, I know that he won't, it worries me a little, because I had already, personally, I had already forgotten that David Stern just recently passed, that's so sad that I have already forgot that, so I'm really hoping, uh, and I know, I know the Lakers will keep Kobe's name alive, uh, and the NBA, will and his peers, uh, and and us are, are the fans uh, of basketball, because it's just he's part of us. Oh, and that, and that's what that's that. See, that kind of reminds me, like how you, how I will personally honor Kobe is doing what Kobe would do. Okay, and what that means is. Whenever the shit's hard, you didn't get enough sleep and you're about to have you a bad fucking day at work. Who gives a fuck push through that shit? Push fucking through it. Kobe Bryant would have pushed through all of that. He would have got the fucking job done and he would have moved on to his next fucking assignment. And I know, I know a lot of us are working class people. We got to go get our fucking hands dirty. We got to do real jobs. And that's okay. We got to earn our living. So that's what I mean. Like, do it how Kobe would do it. And that's to the best of your ability each and every time. And please, just do it for Kobe, man. Like, that's that's for me. Like, and, and then on the family thing, hug your kids, kiss your kids, tell your kids you <laughs> because you never know man you just never know all right uh i'm gonna get out of here on that this has been part one kobe bryant part one I, i'm pretty sure i'll I, like i want some feedback if y'all got like your own stories please send them in so we can do so far part, part two can be a little more formatted i did just throw this together one up because i'm finally able to comfortably get through this um Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, all the victims of the helicopter accident on Sunday morning in California. And let's all live better. Let's do better. Let's let's be, You need, uh, you don't need to do anything I say, but I know I need to do the things that I say and the things that I'm saying to do is care about the next person in line. Right next to you, working that job next to you, care about your friends you've had forever. If you got beef with somebody who you know goddamn good and well is important to you, fucking call them, text them, or something. Drop that shit. Like you got to drop it, man. Like you just it's, if if they're for real, for real important to you, or they ever have been, drop that beef. Like drop it. All right. No T.Y.'s today. Well, I I do thank y'all for listening, but it ain't no T.Y. Hilton today. We on that Kobe Bryant train, and that's what we're going to be on here for a little bit. Uh, I guess I will predict that the L.A. Lakers will win the uh, NBA championship, but I did that a long time ago. So I think it's almost certain fact now. All right, I appreciate y'all. Give the feedback. Let's get this Kobe stories rolling, please. Let's send in some Kobe stories. All right, y'all. Kobe. Nash coming up. They have to foul. Nash looking. Tied up. Reach in. What a jump ball. A jump ball. Nash is furious. Well, he called. See, Nash said he would call in timeout. He thought that, but because of the trap because of the trap depending upon where the referee is stationed could he hear Nash calling for the timeout and you can see Nash was really upset there was also plenty of contact as they double team Nash I think he thought he was hit as well Walton certainly with the height advantage here on this tip remember, 6.1 remaining the Lakers no timeouts here now a one point game Walton can tip it. Bryant with the save. Oh, you're going to get a shot here. Final seconds. Bryant for the win. Bam! of MVP the officials you'll be still looking at it they haven't made the official announcement yet oh no question I don't know what the delay is not even close and now it's official the Lakers take a three to one lead in this best of seven series As Kobe Bryant, at the buzzer in overtime, gets the win for Los Angeles. The pressure of the inbound.